0: Everyone. Welcome to another Tuesday edition of Roundball Stew on NBC Sports Edge. I am your host, Ryan Kanaus, with me as usual, my co-host, Jared Johnson. Uh, Jared, there's a lot to get to. We had a busy slate of games on Monday, lots of fallout, some injuries, unfortunately. We'll get to it all right after we discuss some Edge Plus pickups of the day. These come from our colleague Steve Alexander, who throws out a bunch of names uh, this week as players you might consider grabbing if they're still available after Monday's games. He's talking Lou Dort, who we'll talk about later in the pod. Josh Hart, I don't think we'll get to, but maybe. Jedi Osman, Chemetsi Metu, and Denny Avdiha. Uh, plus, he adds Jalen Bronson if he's still available. Hopefully, if you're in a competitive league, he isn't. Some of these players might be obvious. Some are based on what transpired in Monday's games. But for, for pickup options seven days a week, get the Edge Plus season tools. All right, Jared, before we get properly into Monday's games, I want to make a quick note that according to Adrian Wojnarowski, and this news just came out, LeBron James, quote, could make his return versus Boston on Friday. There's reportedly growing optimism. So while obviously a great sign for LeBron, managers can start to think about how to get him off the injury list, it does complicate the picture for Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, he's one of our swish picks for Monday's games. These are players who hit nothing but net with their performances last night on Monday. Talon Horton Tucker among them. He promptly scored 28 points with six boards, two assists, one steal, nine of 19 shooting, six of six from the line. Are you grabbing him everywhere, or does LeBron's return make you hesitate, Jared?
1: Before I heard that news, which I'm just now hearing, (laughs) uh, I would have (laughs) planned on grabbing him. But no, not if LeBron's even close to being back. Then it's pretty much not interested. So you're not seeing any sixth man potential
0: here for Horton Tucker?
1: I don't. Do you?
0: Well, I do think that he could fill in as a sixth man a little bit depends. I mean, his playmaking was coming along. I think that's still a thing. Rajan Rondo is only going to take you so far as a playmaker off the bench. So they could certainly use what he brings to the table. I think minutes will be reasonable. Uh, this is a very old team that's probably going to struggle to stay healthy throughout the year. So maybe his value comes and goes. I think grab him, see how LeBron impacts him go from there because he's looked very good through two games. Someone else who's looked very good in recent games is Spencer Dinwiddie. Without Bradley Beal in the lineup, this guy has just been money. He had 27 points, nine dimes, five boards on Monday. In three games without Bradley Beal, Jared, Spencer Dinwiddie is now averaging 28 points, eight assists, over seven boards, four threes, with 50-90 shooting splits. What do you do with that information, if anything? Is this... It doesn't really move the needle, I guess, because it hinges on Beal being out.
1: Yeah, but he's playing really well on the season just in general. Um, on the year as a whole, he's top 55. Um, the numbers you stated, his averages are pretty close to that. 17 points, 2.2 triples, six dimes. He's really impressed me. He's he's exceeded my expectations. I didn't draft him anywhere. Um, the warts are still there. He doesn't do anything for you in the defensive categories. And you mentioned the shooting, no way that's going to last, but um, he he's going to be a very reliable source of points, triples, and dimes, and perhaps enough dimes to be able to be a mid-round player.
0: Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if he's an upper-teen scorer with five and five rebounds and assists, a couple three-pointers, beyond that, he doesn't need to do a ton, uh, as long as he's not actively exactly. destroying your percentages. Speaking of, let's, let's talk about Cade Cunningham. Now, he makes our swish section because he flirted with a triple-double, had a career high, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, which were also a career high, and a loss to the Kings. He was 5 of 11 from deep, and yet he's shooting 31.5% from the field this season. Is that even correct? I feel like that must be wrong. Uh, he's up after, after last night's game to 34%, but still brutal. What what are you doing with him? I mean, he's also you know, as he did last year, he had more turnovers than assists. He's averaging three point six turnovers this year at three assists. Yahoo has him at two forty, I think, in the rankings. What do you what do you make of this? Is this a situation where it's just a rookie who's going to set get me better? up? Set me up? Well, <laughs> set me up with the analogy. Well, his rankings were what what I say
1: two forty. The so, Conley question.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'd asked you a couple weeks ago about Mike Conley. I said, would you rather have Kate Cunningham or Mike Conley? You said Cunningham. I disagreed. Do you hold...
1: Let's take... So the last four games. Let's. Okay. I, we're we're When you take his season-long stats, when he's only played so many games, I think that you really have to ignore those first handful of games when he shoots like one of 12 sure. from the field or whatever. Okay. And he's st- clearly still working his way back. So past four games, when he's actually... His shot's been falling past four games, 46.4% from the field, 16 points, 4.5 dimes, 1.5 steals, three triples, and that's top 87 value. Mike Conley is about 10 ranks higher at 10.5 points, 7.3 dimes, and 1.3 steals. Yes, I would still rather have Cade Cunningham when I'm looking at the long-term view of this, I would rather have the number one pick who's starting to trend up and has really shown some nice really impressive flashes versus this 36-year-old former all-star point guard who has been injured with a hamstring the past two years in a row, cons- consistently misses consistent time. Yeah, I would rather have Kate.
0: I'm with you now, Jared. I, I think that there's an argument to be made for Conley <laughs> in nine cap in particular, eight cat as well, but it hinges on him staying healthy and he's not playing high minutes, which helps sort of, but it also lowers his fantasy ceiling. Uh, he's playing on a team that doesn't have the fastest pace in the league. And you're right. Like, let's just see what Cade's upside is. We've got, as you said, the number one pick on a very bad team. They're going to just throw minutes at him, see what happens. Yeah. The percentages are are yeah. sticky, but they're improving um i'm with you i think we're just starting to glimpse you know the tremendous upside of this guy so love to see the 25 8 and 8 line another one i love to see was Christoph porzingis he has really emerged in november you know battled with some injuries but he's healthy now he helped lead the mavs past the nuggets last night he had 29 points five threes 11 boards three dimes two steals one block shot efficiently two turnovers in 33 minutes all of a sudden poor zingus Now I mentioned he missed some games, but in November he has 50, 40, 90 shooting splits. So suddenly the efficiencies there. The double doubles are there. The blocks are there. So are you buying it or, or do you think it's just a matter of time before another slump, another
1: injury? I would really like to buy it as someone who has <laughs> in one league mm-hmm. that those stats you mentioned over the past five games, he's been pumping out first round value. Now, when I watched him play last night, mm. uh, a completely different player and and you know what maybe that back really was impacting him early i i have a bad back and i don't know i'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast know what a bad back feels like and it's debilitating um he last night when i was watching him play he was ultra aggressive he's getting in the post he's going right at Jokic. he's he's hitting turnaround jumpers and this is not what i saw at the beginning of the year so maybe it was a health thing um we have seen KP put up top 20 value in multiple past seasons. Um, so maybe this is a sign that mm-hmm. he's really ready to start rolling.
0: I 100% agree in that you look at the way he played last night, for instance, and his night and day. Versus, right. When it, when the season yeah. began, for all this offseason talk of what great condition he was in, all this, he looked slow. He looked <laughs> yeah. he looked tentative. And it was you know, chalk it up to the injury. We've seen, for instance, Michael Porter Jr. We were all ragging on him for a mm-hmm. brutal start. And yet, you know, it was because he was playing through a back injury the whole time and you can't, there's only so much you can do. If you have a back injury, your body's just not going to move at a professional athlete level um right so let's hope for the best there (laughs) I guess is the takeaway uh Chimetsy Metu he's an interesting pickup Steve mentioned him in the pickups of the day he's coming off a double double last night 16 points 10 boards but also two steals two triples a block only one turnover played 32 minutes which was a season high this is Metu's third straight game with at least 13 points at least five boards and at least two three-pointers so Enough heat here that you go grab him everywhere. Or you you do you still want to see more?
1: No, go get him. Go get him now. Figure it out later if 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 this is real. But he replaced Mo Harkless in the starting unit and Mo Harkless I don't think is a threat to take that spot back. Go get him. He's he's playing really well. If I, I don't remember seeing Harkless, I think he might have been a
0: straight DMP C D last night. Uh, in any case, you're sense. right. There's no no reason he should overtake Metu. I'd much rather have him than Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, you know who, who yeah. is also probably in that red hot pickup range, but if I'm if if I'm clearing a roster spot for one of them, it'll be met too. Um Okay, I think that does it for our unadulterated good lines in the swish section.
1: Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to sixty percent on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
0: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
1: of a detour.
0: Uh, before we get to the guys who may have struggled a little bit and or gotten hurt on Monday... A reminder that you can download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Pacers and Pistons, Wizards and Hornets and Kings and Timberwolves. So if you do not have the Predictor app yet, go download it now, wherever you download apps, presumably in App Store. All right, uh, we're moving on to the bricks players who either as I said got hurt or didn't fare well last night try not to hold injuries against people performance wise of course but let's start with Kevin Porter Jr who sort of merges these two negative factors he exited Monday's game with a bruised left thigh it was a blowout and he's been dealing with the injury for I think the past week so it's tough to tell how serious it was or if they just pulled him because it didn't matter anymore but a broader question and I'll involve Jalen Green in this what do you do with KPJ? I mean, you know, we talked about Cunningham's percentages. It comes up a lot in fantasy because it's important if you play 8CAT or 9CAT. When you have a guy who produces elsewhere but is shooting 42% from the field and 71% from the line on high volume, as KPJ is, or in Jalen Green's case, 36% yeah. from the field on high volume, just crushing you in that category, is that something you? you know it, let's say if you didn't plan for this on draft day right cuz it's an easy answer if you if you're punting field goal percentage but let's say you didn't intend to and now you have this toxic asset who's losing you a, a category do you kind of grin and bear it or do you are you floating trade offers what's your mentality
1: i think that kpj is droppable honestly he's doing way more harm than good it's not just it's it's an excessive amount of turnovers it's a russell westbrook amount of turnovers with a Cade Cunningham amount of assists, so it's not—it's he's not—he's not, he's not um, making up for his warts. The the percentages are awful from not only the field but also the stripe, and basically no defensive stats to speak of. I'm a lot more patient with Jalen Green just because when I watch him play, I actually enjoy watching him play. You know, he, he hasn't put it all together yet, but he shows these flashes. I don't see the flashes with KPJ. I watched a lot of Rockets games. I understand that he was good last year for Mm. like 20 games. Let's look at his entire career.
0: You beat me to the punch. I was going to say we saw those flashes last year. So we know it's in there, but yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, he's well below top 200 value and it's not because playing time isn't there or opportunities are there. And without another facilitator maybe getting these guys easy buckets it's just going to be a lot of tough individual offense so hard to see that improving kpj extremely
1: quick yep extremely quick tangent but someone brought this up i think that jalen could at least benefit if they kind of staggered his minutes more away from kpj and allowed him to play with someone like dj augustine or or one of these veterans but We'll see if that happens, but I think that that's something that could help.
0: They're very similar players in a way too. So it's a sort of, yes. sort of strange fit, but again, a, a bad rebuilding team that are just going to let them play together and see what they have there. All right, we'll move on to Luka Doncic, who sprained his ankle late in Monday's win versus Denver. He did tell teammate Kristaps Porzingis that he'll be fine, but that's just a, for what it's worth, kind of throwaway line. The Mavs finished the week with games on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I, are you worried about Dante here? It didn't look too, too serious, but he has missed time with ankle sprains in the past. So kind of just a wait and see situation.
1: I think it's just a wait and see. I mean, at least they don't have any back to back sets. But yeah, it's a four game week. So could miss one of those games.
0: Yeah. And Jalen Bronson, we mentioned him earlier, but he becomes even more of a must start guy if Dontage yeah. is out. And then just kind of, you know, Donjic's usage and impact is so huge. It's not like one player is going to absorb that. So right. typical kind of filters down to everybody's situation. Mm-hmm. Another sprained ankle, Evan Mobley sat out down the stretch. He finished with one, or was it an elbow? I want to say sat out down the stretch, finished with one point on o of 11 shooting. Doesn't seem too concerning, but if he's out more games, let's say, do you, do you stream Jedi Osman? He He had 26 points last night. 10 of 17 shooting, six of twelve from deep, five boards, two steals. I'm not biting,
1: are you? No, you are right. It was an elbow. No, okay. Osman, all these guys are just incredibly inconsistent. Isaac also Isaac Okoro also had a, a good game last night. Mm-hmm. He was coming off an 07 performance. Basically, all these guys, well, we're we're there's news that we might get Kevin Love back for the upcoming back-to-back set. And that means that marketing is also close, so yeah i don't I don't know no
0: I streamed Kevin Love earlier this season at one point, and it it genuinely upset you, which i I, I feel like we we rushed past that, but, but nobody in twenty twenty one should be upset about missing out on a Kevin Love stream. You don't need to reply, I just wanted to mention that. All right, we've mentioned a lot of bad shooting. I hate to go back to it, but here we are. Killian Hayes, scoreless on (coughs) 0-5 shooting in 23 minutes. It wouldn't be a brick segment if we didn't bring up Killian Hayes, I guess. He did have five boards, three dimes, one steal, one block. That seems like kind of who he is. A guy who's going to be in single-digit scoring, hurt your field goal percentage, but on low volume. And if he's getting enough dimes and defensive stats, great. He was coming off a 10-assist double-double that led to me picking him up a couple places i figured what the heck let's see where this goes are you in that camp or are you just like he's not going to put it together i'm i'm over it
1: i'm over it i don't think he's going to put it together it's just it, i don't i just don't see how he doesn't when he's doesn't have a jump shot because his playmaking skills aren't to the level to make up for that really so yeah i i I've, I've basically been ignoring him <laughs>
0: okay i don't want to i don't want to go too deep into this but i do the yahoo videos for their player news and if you click on killian hayes this week you may see me trying at least to use marcus smart as a player comparison as to how killian hayes can become a fantasy asset despite having a a busted jumper he's got a ways to go to get there of course but yeah. that's kind of the mold i'm looking at he has multiple games with at least 5 steals already this season didn't play 30 minutes in either of those games so that's the kind of like that I'm looking for so. more, of,
1: more of like a 14 team league kind of player
0: that sounds right to me yeah yeah or a guy to pick up if you're doing well in your league and can afford to kind of yeah that too. stash him on your bench all right last guy in the brick section Evan Fournier bottomed out he had 14 points combined I should say in his past three games he never contributes supporting stats So if his shot attempts are in the single digits and he hasn't played 30 minutes in the month of November, is he
1: just a hundred percent toast for fantasy? Like that's game over, right? Yeah, it's not great, especially with the amount of (laughs) guards that they have on this New York team giving Thibodeau multiple options to take him off the floor. I mean, how how Mm -hmm. high was his upside to begin with? I would argue not very. And now we're seeing what the floor looks like, so... I wouldn't be totally opposed to moving on.
0: Yeah, he needs he needs volume scoring and three-pointers to hit value. He's not getting either of those. All right. I could take shots at RJ Barrett, but I feel like we've done that enough recently. So let's move on. We're going to get into the fast break section. Jared, you know what this means. I'm going to read off some things as quickly as I can and, you know, take a little bit of time, respond to each one, and we'll just keep zipping through. All right. Actually, we're doing pretty good on time, so we can take our time with these a little bit more. Let's start with Robert Williams, another injury, unfortunately, bleeding into the fast break section. He played 13 minutes before leaving with left knee soreness. It seems like a precaution, but let's keep an eye on it. Grant Williams stepped in without him. Horford becomes a bit safer. Is there anything else that you might see here if Robert Williams is out for some time?
1: Grant Williams, potential streamer, pretty much
0: it. You you like him well enough to add him if if time lords out.
1: Yeah, I think that he has opportunity to start and could be good for some points triples, maybe some rebounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would resist the lure, the uh, siren song of Ennis Cantor if you're playing playing <laughs> well, DFS. Yeah. He's that, he's going to burn it. you. <laughs> All right, let's see. Lonzo Ball scored a season high twenty seven points on Monday, seven triples, eight assists, seven rebounds, two steals. He's been awesome in Chicago. Anything you want to give us on the other ball, brother?
1: The other ball? He's the first ball, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's he's the other now. I wish fantasy. I had him in more
1: leagues, man. He's having an incredible season, <laughs> and Chicago's just been impressive. Mm-hmm. I love watching them play. I love the way all these pieces are fitting together. Really, just all good things. All the yeah. good things.
0: <laughs> it really is. Better than... I'm certainly better than I would have expected. I wish Lonzo Ball played this well last year when I had him on like 80% of my teams, but what are you going to do? Glad to see him put it all together. DeMar DeRozan has been incredible, obviously. He stayed red hot, scored 38 points on 23 shot attempts, had six assists. Zach Levine scored 27 points. The way that they have coexisted is a thing of beauty. I love watching it. Now, Kobe White made his season debut after shoulder surgery. Understandably, he went scoreless in 11 minutes. I personally have zero faith in him, but do you see anything there, any cause
1: for hope? I'm monitoring him. I mean, I prematurely grabbed him, and I'm going to send him to the waiver wire where I did. But I'm still monitoring him in, in deeper formats, like 14 team leagues. Chicago sure. is is in the bottom three in bench scoring, so the opportunity is there for him to find a role. Last night was not it. He played. He didn't get in the game until the second quarter. He was the ninth man in the rotation, missed his first two shots, didn't get back in the game despite it being a massive blowout until late in the third, and he continued to miss another two shots. So not a great <laughs> debut, but the potential is there. I am. I have him on my watch list.
0: Okay, good to know. And I'm just checking now. So IO Dosumu did play 21 minutes last night. And that was something I was intrigued by because Coach Billy Donovan said, well, Dosumu has been playing so well, we don't want to just suddenly say Kobe White is back. You're out of the rotation. He's going to try to find a way to play them together, which to me is just one more problem for Kobe White to have to, you know, consider now this could be a hot hand situation with the second unit we just don't know but that was a good point that the bulls bench is bottom three in scoring i did not know that and clearly that's a role we've seen kobe white thrive in so worth worth watching at least definitely wouldn't go pick him up though who else we got here we've got denny avdiha he double doubled versus the pelicans got 28 minutes off the bench had 11 points 10 rebounds two steals a block zero turnovers he is averaging a steal and 0.8 blocks in November, despite getting minutes in the low 20s. My problem is, last night, he only got six shots. The shots just are not there. Very low volume, and this was without Bradley Beal. So, al- although I have some interest in the defensive stats climbing, and he's proven that he's made huge strides defensively, so props there, but I'm still just too skeptical to to go get him. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, if you're only getting six shots when Bradley Beal is out, that's like, wh- what are you going to do when Bradley Beal is back? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's playing better. I don't think that he's a fantasy asset in the vast majority of leagues right now. Okay.
0: Now I assume I I know the answer, but would you rather go get Kentavious Caldwell Pope, who's probably, you know, considered pretty boring in fantasy, but as I'd rather have KCP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And bolsters your case with another solid game last night he had 18 points four boards you know all the goodies two steals four triples playing time's Mm -hmm. there for him and he can play multiple roles so he's not going to score 18 points when Beal is active but if you need a nine cat guy go get him
1: and he's been consistent with the steals so that's been a really positive part of his game yeah throughout his career so
0: Not gonna fade anytime soon. Jeremiah Robinson Earl started for the Thunder. That's been a sort of revolving door. He's the only one of the bunch, Mike Muscala and Derek Favors that does anything fantasy-wise, but it's I mean, I think he's had two maybe good fantasy games, maybe a a couple more. Last night he had 16 points, four three pointers, five boards, two dimes, and a block. To me, this is a guy like he just hasn't put any good games back to back, so I'm still
1: very skeptical. I'm very skeptical with you, yeah. He needs to do more than two good games and not Mm -hmm. have a five-game distance between those two games or however much it was, (laughs) you know.
0: That's too big of a gap for you, Jared? You don't want to wait a week and a half (laughs) for his next uh, (laughs) eight-rebound performance? Oh, man, tough, tough crowd. But I'm with you. I mean, in general, I think we could extend that conversation to most of the Thunder roster. Like beyond the obvious guys. And Lou Dort is playing very well. He scored 20 points. And I think I have a note on him. He scored 20 points. Four straight games I want to say. So yeah. a guy that I've been a little down on in the past. Probably worth grabbing. But yeah. Oh and also Darius Baisley. He had five blocks last night. Starting to trend up. Give me your give me your take on Baisley if you have one.
1: Definitely worth a very long look the warts are still there he's he's bad with percentages he can have these terrible turnover games but the upside mm-hmm. he he is doing enough to kind of justify that with he had i think he had a really impressive he had a bunch of triples in one game and then he had that five block game the other night so there's upside here it's it's can you deal with his warts can you deal with how bad the percentages can be that's a question for you to determine but he's certainly someone to think about grabbing in my opinion
0: man we could put together quite the punt field goal percentage crew just with the players we're (laughs) discussing on today's podcast yeah i like basically for the same reasons like he's got that pop we've seen him put together long stretches of top 100 value but i think that was two years ago (laughs) the percentages are just brutal nothing more too much to add there but guys like i mean if they're sending isaiah roby to the g league clearly night to night you just don't know what's going to happen with most of this roster so i'm moving on unless it's obvious and it's consistent you're setting yourself up for a headache All right. Another guy who nearly made the swish section. We've got Tyler Hero stepping up again with Jimmy Butler out. He had 27, 7, and 6. He had two steals as well. Did have six turnovers, but I mean, he's just been awesome. So even, you know, obviously with Jimmy out, he got more playing time started and got more shots, but he's been fantastic in a bench roll. There's really not much to complain about except my my typical note that he's now up to 470 minutes played this season without a single block shot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it until he blocks a shot. I'm
1: gonna forgive him for that. He is a guard, <laughs> and he is making up for the lack of defensive production with his solid production in dimes. So pass.
0: Yeah, the dimes coming up and a couple steals. That's huge because obviously blocks. I mean, that's more of a just a funny note, but. The steals were non-existent yeah. early, so to see those pick up is all he needed, really, to settle right into top 75 with top 50. Yep. Huge value pick there. DeAndre Ayton returned. He also looked very good, which is huge. I will caution that he returned once from this injury already and looked very good and then suddenly missed, I think, three more straight games. So. Something to keep an eye on, but it seems like he's back for good this time. Scored 22 points on 10 of 14 shooting, had 12 rebounds, and told reporters afterwards that he felt good sprinting. He didn't have any problems making quick cuts, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I had him on a couple IRs, so I did not get to benefit from his sudden, you know, he was initially doubtful going into last night's game. Congrats on those who rolled the dice, wherever that may have been. Do you, I mean, I guess Frank Kaminsky and JaVale McGee, if you stream them, great anything else to read into here jared
1: i mean yeah they're done basically in my opinion like now that ayton is back and i I, i'm not super worried about this it was basically a knee injury it was a they were calling it a leg contusion but the bruise was right below his knee so that's i think why he took a little bit more time to get back It was probably really painful but i think he's had enough time off and he looked great last night, so I don't think that this is going to be a lingering issue. At least, I hope so.
0: Yeah, same here. And I hope
1: that it's not a lingering
0: issue. I would rather see him miss a couple games now than try to play through pain and end up having yes. a- an injury that results because his gait, you know, his running gait has changed because he's favoring the knee. Like, that just leads to problems, so let's keep this guy who's exactly. been durable throughout his career
1: healthy, so. Yeah, I, I'm always in favor of a of a lengthier absence from this like for mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, for example. I want him to take as much time as he needs because it's a hamstring injury. Yeah. Stuff like this, I just I just want them healthy. And if it takes two weeks, if I have to take two weeks of L's, so be it. Because, you know, if they rush back like James Harden last year, uh, it can ruin a season. So you just want your guys to be on top of it. Phoenix has an incredible staff. I'm jumping a lo- around to a lot of places here, but Sorry. the point is that I just want guys to take their time and, and be healthy because that's, that's the most important
0: thing. Yeah, absolutely. OG and a another guy who played extremely well. He opened, I thought he was going to go for like 40 in this game initially. Cause he, o- he, o- he opened the game six of six from deep, had his career high and three pointers with, it, I think by halftime. And okay. So even better. There you go. Finished with 29 points, six boards, three steals, two dimes. And he did this, important to note, alongside Fred Van Vliet, alongside Scotty Barnes, and alongside Pascal Siakam. So if that was your concern, then this is a huge game. And yep. to be noted, all of Toronto's, this was a regulation game, did not go to overtime. All of Toronto's starters played 39 minutes or more last night. So with a rotation that tight, And now, granted, the Raptors had some guys out, but still, I love to see that, like, you know, especially if you have Siakam and he's he's recently returned. Well, clearly, they're not too worried about his playing time. Yeah. And the the fact that OG had that kind of usage and they're looking for him like that with the lineup intact is a fantastic sign.
1: Yeah. He's the real deal, man. He's the real deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. OG. All right. Cam Reddish. He was bad for most of Monday's game. He did get some shots to go down late. You wanted to mention this, obviously DeAndre Hunter's gone, so are you buying this? The Hawks had four starters, score 20-plus points, pretty top-heavy, all things considered. Huge line from Clint Capella, etc. But is Cam Reddish a guy you're still targeting? Could he be like the fifth or fourth even best fantasy player on this roster?
1: The opportunity is there. Kevin Herder also exited that game with well, an ankle injury or something. So that could maybe even propel him into the starting lineup, but maybe they would go with Danilo Gallinari or something. I don't think Danilo Gallinari can guard threes anymore, though. (laughs) He can't guard anybody, Jared. You know, (laughs) you don't need to specify a position. He's played really poorly for two or three straight. He missed. He, I think he missed like his first five or so shots last night. So while the opportunity is there, he has failed to realize it. I, in the places that I grabbed him, I'm going to give him another game. But if he just continues to play like the way he's been playing, I can't justify it much longer than that.
0: Mm. Yeah. He's had his moments. I, I think I would pick him up now. Kevin Herter did leave with a hamstring injury. In fact, last night and Reddish himself left at one point with I think a right leg
1: injury, but he was able to return. It was a knee-to-knee knee collision. I think that might have been Sunday. Oh, was it? Well, oh, you're you're yeah. you're correct.
0: So listen to Jared, not me on that one. But I still think worth picking up with with Herder out and the Hawks a little shorthanded. Or Herder potentially out, I should yeah. say. But hamstring injuries to get back to your point about James Harden, those soft tissue injuries, those are the ones you really want to just give an extra couple days rest oh, you're feeling 100%, we'll play you the next game. Like, error on the side yes. of caution. Please, training staffs. Yes. All right. <laughs> Little quick note, Brandon Clark has at least one block, at least three boards, and at least two assists in five straight games. There's no need to say more than that.
1: Fake late round value.
0: Well, if you're in a deep league, I think it could be real late round value. But.
1: And how deep of a league? Yeah. I'm not (laughs) (laughs) he called my bluff
0: on that one. I don't know. (laughs) Sixteen at least, I guess. Jalen Brunson will not slow down. He is he is not fake value. 17 points, six dimes, a steal, and a triple. He played 36 minutes on Monday. He's averaging 19 points on 58% shooting in November with almost five boards, almost five assists, and a steal. Now, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a nice game on Monday. If we're looking rest of season, who are you taking of, of these two? Is it Tim Hardaway Jr. or or Jalen Brunson?
1: Oh, Brunson. Brunson for the assists. I think, you know, at the beginning of the season we did that, who could be the waiver wire pick of the year? It might be Brunson. Mm. Uh, he's playing incredibly well. So he, he has Jason Kidd's trust. The minutes are there. He's coming off the bench. but He's averaging 30. The stats are there. Yeah. I, I, want, I, I wish that I had him on more teams. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would be good. Sometimes, you know, waiver wire pickup pick of the year, we can lean into guys who were drafted in, mo- in most leagues, et cetera. But I think Bronson was legitimately undrafted in, in most formats. yeah, Maybe a late late round guy if you were savvy enough. But, man, he's killing it. Now, he's not going to shoot 58% too right. much longer. But right. he is efficient for a guard, you know, great shot selection, et cetera. And Tim Hardaway Jr., one of the knocks against him in addition to poor shooting, uh, field goal percentage, is that he doesn't get many supporting stats and, in fact, has zero steals or blocks in five straight games. So, you know, unless he's scoring in bunches and hitting four threes a game, he's potentially a drag on your value. So easy Brunson there for me. Nasham Bones Highland sprained an ankle on Monday. He's been getting some hype lately. You know, the Nuggets banged up. Are you Are you on the train here? Did you get him off the waiver wire or were you... Upset not to put it that way.
1: No, I I think that you'd need to be in a sixteen team league or deeper for me to be upset about someone picking up Highland. He shows us these flashes and then he'll he'll follow up the flash with a game that does literally nothing for you. And I think that that's going to be kind of the trend this season for for a rookie on a, on a loaded team with a with like three thousand point guards. <laughs>
0: Well, you hit on exactly the point I was going to make, which is a rookie on a loaded team and a team with playoff aspirations, championship aspirations. I mean, the reigning MVP. So unlike a lot of rookies on bad teams where the minutes might just get higher and higher and let them play through endless mistakes, he's probably not going to have quite that luxury. So I think for that reason, I'm not super excited to pick him up now. I don't really have much here, but the Lakers ran an Alex Caruso tribute video during a timeout in the first quarter. He got a standing ovation, exchanged a big hug with LeBron. It was cool. And it was also totally not what I expected. I just suddenly, I forgot which game I was even watching. And all of a sudden I looked over at the TV and there's just an Alex Caruso tribute video playing. And I was like, why is this happening? It's, this, this is a thing, but Lakers nation loves that man. So, um, uh, he's going to have a, another tribute video awaiting him in Chicago pretty soon if he keeps up his, his play for the Bulls.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, look, he's, Laker Nation loves him for a reason. This is a great one-on-one defender. I know. The problem is since he's entered the starting lineup, he has scored a total of seven points on very bad shooting. He didn't get any of his shots to fall last night. But at least he came through with the two steals, and that's why you have him.
0: Yeah, tough guy to play. I, I considered him in DFS last night because I knew he was going to start and the playing time was there, but he's just so low usage. You know, even with Vooch with out, there's enough. You know, we saw, what is it, 50, almost 60 shots go to DeRozan, Lonzo, and Zach Levine combined. So not a lot left over for him, but the steals alone make him worth a look. Um, another guy whose steals might make him worth a look, Davion Mitchell. Off-Night Mitchell, what are you doing with him? Um, we might have to end on this note. He had seven dimes, two steals, and a block on Monday, but he only played 19 minutes. He, You know, his shooting is right around 40%. He's only 63% from the line for a guard. Do you have faith that he can turn things around? I mentioned, you know, uh, Bones Highland being a rookie on a very good team. Well, Mitchell's a rookie on a bad team who's head coached in the hot seat. Do you... What are you
1: doing here? I'm going to continue to watch him and enjoy watching him and ignore him in fantasy hoops because I don't think that he's going to be a fantasy factor his rookie season.
0: Ah, okay. Maybe
1: Alvin Johnson can change that, but not I have very little faith. Yeah. I think I feel how I think I feel about Davion Mitchell, how you feel about Kobe White.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, so that's pretty low. <laughs>
1: In terms of fantasy, yeah. I think that he's a really good player. I don't think the fantasy production will be
0: there. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to him short term, see if anything happens, you know, promising. I also feel like when the trade deadline approaches, Buddy Hield is gone. I mean, the Kings already had a deal in agreement to send him to L.A. That fell through, of course. But Buddy Hield's not going to be on this team in late February. So I think mm. in, inevitably Mitchell's minutes
1: go up. Well, you, you think they just won't find a taker or... Yeah, I think I mean this is the king's after all. How many <laughs> how many true. rumors have we heard about Buddy Heels out the door?
0: It's a consistent rumor. It's been a couple of years now. And he's back in a bench role. It's only a matter of time
1: before we start hearing that he's disgruntled. And then he said that last year. No, he, I know. I was going to say it all, now it's whole season. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like being in a bench role. Yeah. How do you feel about a bench role? I don't like it. Oh, I've never liked it. I, I like don't like traded. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going to be traded? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then the year goes on and nothing happens. So yeah. we will see. I never try to predict trades. Right. It is
0: a fool's errand, but. You know, I think with Mitchell, at least it adds to the possibility that his playing time could increase. And the Kings have shown a willingness to go small, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't have anything else. Sadiq Bay had 28 points. He's looking great uh, after a bit of a shooting slump. Hopefully, you waited that one out. That's all I got, Jared. This was a loaded one. We're we're at the end. Anything else you want to you want to hit us with?
1: I think that's gonna cover it.
0: All right. I was gonna say because sometimes I'll throw to Twitter handles. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Ryan Kanaus at Ryan Kanaus. Your Twitter handle is spelled very awkwardly, and I, you can't even type in Jared Johnson because it, you you put your name as Jared and then a man with a magnifying glass. So <laughs> monocle. A monocle is what I meant. But it, so if you look, if I type for your name, it does. You do not show up, even though I follow you and we're <laughs> friends. I'm like, how are other people supposed to find you, Jared?
1: That's fine with me. Okay, so don't <laughs> find
0: Jared on Twitter. He's making it intentionally <laughs> difficult. Maybe next week he'll have changed his tune. We'll see. All right, thanks.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think people can figure okay. it out. You figure it out. Hey, that's part of the second like mission now. Faith from the audience. Twitter. <laughs> try, try to find me on Twitter without me telling you how to spell it. <laughs> All right, best of luck to everyone out there on
0: that count and with your pickups and teams this week. We'll catch you again next Tuesday. Thanks, Jared. Dietz Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy
1: gem of a detour.